New Thought Media Network presents Pastor Michael Mangus with Friday's Fireside Chat, spiritual conversation for today. Here he is from the secret radio room, surrounded by thousands of watts, Pastor Michael Mangus. Well, good evening to everyone across the nation and around the world. It is time for another fun-thrilled, thrill-packed, and the first show of 2021 edition of the Fireside Chat here on New Thought Media Network. I am Pastor Michael Mangus, broadcasting from the secret radio room that's somewhere in Akron, Ohio. It's really good to have everyone in touch with us this evening. We have already had interaction on Facebook, so this is an interactive program, so please feel free to comment on Facebook there. Hi, Ronald Williams. Hey, everyone. Good to have you along with us tonight. Now, if you're feeling shy like some of you are, okay, all you need to do, I'd like to hear from you if you are watching this, Mangus at gmail.com. Pastor Michael Mangus at gmail.com. I don't get to read anything while I'm on the air. However, I do get back to those individuals who go ahead and contact me that way. The purpose of our fireside chat here is to get real, is to talk about contemporary issues from a new thought, spiritual perspective. And I as I said a couple of weeks ago, I want us all to have a new thought about what is going on around us, not only here in the United States, but also in the world. All right, again, Diego makes me read this every week. I want you to know that. From the legal department of the New Thought Media Network, the views and opinions expressed by the host and his guests are their own. They do not represent the views and opinions necessarily of New Thought Media Network, Centers for Spiritual Living, my producer Diego, Reverend Robert, or Winston the Pig. (laughs) That's Diego's pet pig, by the way. As they say in the 12-step recovery program, take what you like and leave the rest now back to our regularly scheduled program. We have a wonderful guest this evening, our ace veteran reporter from Washington, D.C., best-selling Amazon author, and she's also active in the NAACP local leadership in our nation's capital. That is my friend, the Reverend Dr. Charlotte Manning. She'll be informing us on the latest news from the street and also to speak about the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, whose birthday is today on January 15th, and whose life will be celebrated during the national holiday on Monday the 18th. And if there was any time in our country where we needed the words and inspiration of Dr. King, it's right now. So I've been on hiatus here for the past three weeks, and so instead of telling you what I've done is kind of weaved it into the show tonight, 
We lead the news again this week with COVID-19. And in the past couple of weeks, it has become real personal. The numbers from the CDC as of 8 p.m. yesterday, total number infected, 22,965,957. That is an increase, a daily increase of 225,000 new cases in one day. The cases in the last seven days, 1,000,000. 715,510, total number of deaths, 383,351. Again, we've been averaging over the past week over 4,000 deaths per day. I share these numbers with you because I don't want to be depressing. I want us to use this information to make us aware here. These numbers hit home this week as my mother, Etta Mangus, 86 years old, died of COVID complications on December 30th, with her burial being last Friday evening. And yes, I know that there was a lot of news to report last week, and I just needed the day to chill and to rest. And to top it all off... (laughs) I started having symptoms on Christmas Eve, and they continued for two weeks. It took me over a week to get a COVID-19 test, which I finally did on January 6th, right before my mom's funeral, and it came out negative. My physician does not think I have COVID or did have COVID. However, I haven't had any antibody tests done. So it really just did not help with my mom passing and yours truly not feeling so good at the same time. I share this with you tonight not to get your sympathy or condolences, even though that many of you have sent me cards and letters and emails expressing that. The reason I mention it tonight to the greatest viewers and all the world here on the New Thought Media Network is that we are still in the storm here. We are still in the midst of the fire with the worst part of the infections and also the deaths that are happening right now. We all need not to have COVID fatigue we need to stay positive, as suggested by a Walmart manager to me today. We all need to stay positive here. We will all make it through this. However, we must stay vigilant and practice our mask wearing and the four W's, which I'll tell you here in just a few moments. So what you need to know from CNN, U.S. President-elect Joe Biden outlined his $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief plan 
in an address to the nation, including another round of stimulus payments, plus other support in getting the vaccine distributed. There has been, again, kind of a slow distribution here. And again, it's just ramping up. The U.S. death toll from the pandemic could surpass 400,000 before Biden is sworn in on Wednesday, according to a CDC projection. The United Kingdom, where Laura Topper and her husband live, have banned arrivals from multiple Latin American countries and Portugal following reports of a new coronavirus variant in Brazil. I want to read parts of this because I thought that this article kind of summed up everything. This is by CNN reporter Holly Yan. She says, don't ignore this headline. So don't don't ignore this headline. The pandemic is getting worse. What happens next is up to you. Her article starts on, despite hopes of widespread vaccinations this year, the experts warned that the start of 2021 would be a very rough time in this pandemic. That has been true. It turns out that the first two weeks have been abysmal. No kidding. The United States has just shattered its all-time record for the most COVID-19 infections, hospitalizations, and deaths reported in one day. So why is this happening? Ali Ann says this. People are letting their guards down due to pandemic fatigue. What I was talking about a little earlier. And many of those who are sick of taking precautions are getting sick. She wrote that now that the weather is colder, most people are socializing indoors, and the coronavirus primarily spreads during close contact with others through respiratory droplets produced when someone talks, coughs, or sings, or even breathes. And if you don't believe me, try this. Take a piece of black paper, because it shows up well on black paper, put it in front of your mouth for about 10 to 15 minutes. And just talk normally to whoever around you. And then compare the piece of paper. There is a lot of moisture that's coming from your mouth. Which again, if you're infected with COVID, is going to infect other people. 90,000 more Americans could die of COVID-19 in the next three weeks. The CDC composite forecast shows. Sometimes the viral particles can linger in the air for minutes to hours. So says the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So if you go to a party with five or more people, almost certainly there's going to be someone with COVID at that party, says Dr. Peter Atez, who's the dean of the National School of Tropical Medicine at the Baylor College of Medicine. One reason why coronavirus spread so easily is because people can be contagious without knowing that they're infected and can pass along the virus without 
looking or feeling sick. The CDC estimates that more than 50% of all infections are transmitted from people who aren't showing symptoms. Fallout from the holiday could still ripple across the United States for weeks to come. I've been seeing reports of buildings having to be converted into ICUs because they're just running out of space in the hospitals. It takes two or three weeks for patients to get sick enough to need hospital after they've gotten the virus, says the chief medical officer at the Harbor UCLA Medical Center. He said that even though Christmas was less than three weeks ago, we're already full. He says, we don't have any more ICU capacity. All of the hospitals in the region are putting ICU patients in unusual places at the hospital just to find rooms for them, including out in parking garages like in Las Vegas. I won't read through all of this. It says that the Pfizer COVID-19 appears to work against mutations in the new coronavirus strains the studies are finding. But the real numbers could be much higher because the United States lags behind dozen of other countries in the proportion of COVID-19 cases that are analyzed through genetic sequencing. Again, this is online on CNN. I'm just kind of skipping around in the article. And it says, why can't we all get vaccinated soon? It's because the vaccine rollout is happening more slowly than expected. The Trump administration initially said that it aimed to vaccinate 20 million people by the end of 2020. And that did not happen, not even close. And again, the two vaccines distributed in the United States right now from Pfizer and Moderna requires two doses for each person. And that's one of the reasons why that the CDC and also the officials have not released all of the doses because you need two doses for it to be effective. So when can you get vaccinated? It all depends upon your health, your job, and where you live. Now, we've been told here in Summit County, Ohio, that we are all to sign up to be on a list and we'll be notified when we are eligible to receive the vaccine. The article says this, but either way, millions of Americans will have to wait months before getting the vaccine. So what does this all mean for you? From the article from CNN. If you want to get life closer to normal and more quickly, it's time to double down on safety measures. And like we said before, wear a mask in public, and every time you're around someone who doesn't live with you. So when you have the people coming over from next door or across town, they should be wearing masks in your household. They are invading your bubble. 
The article goes on to say, don't count on negative tests as a result to safely see friends or relatives. You can test negative, but still be infected and contagious. Can we understand that? Keep social distancing, wash your hands frequently, remember 20 seconds, and don't think you're invincible. Even if you're young and healthy, we have seen several illnesses among healthy young adults with no apparent underlying causes. That's what the doctors are saying. Whether that's due to a high dose of the virus or whether they have genetic alterations that they don't know about, we just don't understand. So we can't reliably predict who is going to handle this virus well and who does it. So our next story quickly is to discuss what we will talk to Dr. Manning about, and I mention it here for a reason. The headline is that COVID-3 Democratic lawmakers test positive after the Capitol riots. This is from the British Broadcasting Corporation. I won't go through the article. I will tell you a summation. Basically, what happened is when the Capitol was threatened, the Capitol Police had the lawmakers get into these tiny rooms so that they could be protected. Most of the people in the room wore a mask, except for some of the Republican lawmakers. Now, let's remember now that our masks that we go ahead and wear, those are not medical masks. But what they do is they protect other people, and their mask protects us. And unfortunately, because of the refusal of the Republican lawmakers to go ahead and to wear a mask, what has happened is that three, possibly four people have come down with COVID. So see, that's the reason why we all need to be extremely careful with this. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Social distance. And again, especially when you have visitors, have them wear a mask and also crack open a window. This whole idea of what we have been talking about is probably the most loving, the most moral, the most ethical thing that we can do. It's going to take a while for us to be vaccinated. But there's a lot that we can do in the meantime. Again, as I said before, the four W's. Wear a mask, wash your hands, watch your distance, and crack open a window especially when others are visiting. We need to get air circulation through the building and insist that everyone outside your bubble wear a mask in your home, including you, all right? Again, it's the most moral, most ethical, most spiritual, the most loving thing that you can do. 
you can help stop this. You don't need the vaccine. All right? Well, you probably have wondered what you have stumbled onto. Good evening. This is the Friday Evening Fireside Chat here on the New Thought Media Network. I am Pastor Michael Mangus, and in just a few moments, we will have the world-famous, ever-popular, number one Amazon best-selling author, and my friend, the Reverend Dr. Charlotte Manning on, who is from Washington, D.C., and she will be telling us the latest of what is going on there in our nation's capital. We're going to talk next about the insurrection that happened on January 6th. Now, yours truly does not make a steady diet out of watching CNN all day. And I tell my clients and my congregants, please don't do that. However, when the Capitol was being overrun by insurrectionists trying to overthrow the results of an election, well, that made me break my rule. There's no reason why it should have happened. None. The Capitol Police is reported by their former chief, asked the Pentagon for help only to ref be refused because the optics look bad. The racism was extremely apparent. And we'll talk to Dr. Manning about this. I guarantee you, if there was 50 to 100,000 black or brown people there, you would have seen more police and National Guard like over the summer when the BLM protests were happening. And there would have been, if there were more black and brown people there, a lot more deaths and injuries than what was reported from the Capitol insurrection. Now, there's been speculation that the rioters were assisted by some of the congressmen, men and women, who were leading tours through the Capitol the day before, giving them reconnaissance. There's also been speculation that current and former police officers and military may have also assisted in the insurrection. In the United States, we are a nation of law and order. When we as its citizens are upset by the policies, by the politics, we are guaranteed under our Constitution the right to peaceful protest and not what we saw 10 days ago. And again, we'll talk more with Dr. Manning about this in just a few moments. Because of his actions, both before and during the uprising, Donald Trump was impeached for a second time this week by a democratically-led House of Representatives with 10 Republican votes added to the total. All of this uprising was because of false reports that were believed that the election was stolen from Trump. And even though that most of the news outlets reported 
the 60 plus court cases that were either thrown out or dismissed by judges across the country. There was no proof whatsoever of widespread corruption of the election. Trump and his supporters, through continuing the lie that was reported in right-wing media and also by commentators, and still believed by some members of the House of Representatives and also the Congress. I have a letter to read to you from the Centers for Spiritual Living and from our spiritual leader, Reverend Dr. Edward Villun. Understand I'm not a spokesperson for CSL. I'm in their ministerial program. Plus also I've been involved as a practitioner for well over 20 years. So I'm not a spokesperson for them, but I do agree with the stands that are taken by our spiritual leader and the executive council of CSL. And this was a letter that was sent yesterday. It says, Dear CSL community, on January 6th at 12 p.m., our executive team called an emergency meeting to respond to the events at the U.S. Capitol. After the meeting, I went on Facebook Live to offer a prayer for peace based upon our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes' meditations. My heart has been heavy with the recent social political events and the attempted coup at the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. So much has already been said about the event on January 6th, who caused it, and what it means. And although the, I am not a political expert, I am a student of the science of mind, and I know the power of focus and consciousness. I understand the temptation is to withdraw and to retreat into spiritual practice when world events are overwhelming, or to focus on them and the complicity of others. However, the science of mind has taught me to see that our social, spiritual, and economic well-being is intertwined with others' well-being through our shared experience of this one holy life. Therefore, I cannot and must not imagine that I have no part in our world events. I must leave no stone unturned in my consciousness when I feel the tendency to flee. What is it, I ask myself, that I feel uncomfortable? Is it the racial disparity between how different groups of demonstrators are responded to, like I talked about earlier? Is it the shock that I feel that we were potentially mere steps away from losing a whole branch of government? Is it the frustration and dissidence that I feel when I encounter denialism that the disparity is real? What is it that I must do? And what must I give voice to that I haven't? Again, reading from our a letter that was sent out by the spiritual leader of Centers for Spiritual Living, Dr. Edward Yoon. I continue. I think this is it that the recent attempted coup has highlighted again the disparity between societal responses to race in the United States in a way that makes it impossible to ignore. 
And it is impossible to ignore the opportunity to challenge the mindset in me and in our culture that denies or is silent about that disparity. I will skip around here. It says, spiritual growth is personal, and we must each examine our own consciousness. Everyone is going to have to decide for themselves where they stand. I stand for inclusivity. I stand for compassion. I stand for religious freedom. I stand for equality, justice. And I stand for a world that does work for everyone. It takes courage to declare such things because the world as it is today does not seem to support these statements. Yet these declarations match something within our own hearts, the urge of the divine mind. My task then is to use my gifts to take a step in the direction of what I stand for, expecting my efforts to be supported and to be increased in ways that I cannot imagine so that I can do more of what is mine to do. Dr. Villiun continues, he says, we have a great deal of work to do as citizens of the planet, whatever country we live in, and I trust that the work begins with the courage to examine our own consciousness, to take a stand and plant seeds of truth through prayer, affirmation, contemplation, words, and thought. And I leave you words from a colleague. What will I pray for today? I will pray for my personal courage, knowing that each of us is being called to stand up for truth and integrity. I will pray that as I walk this path, I will release all fear and anxiety. My prayers will also acknowledge that regardless of appearances, the presence of the divine exists at the center of all things, and I believe that the recognition of this truth opens the door to miracles. And as the spiritual leader of Centers for Spiritual Living, one of my roles is to be the spokesperson representing our organization's global vision in responding to world events. During the pandemic, I have turned to social media to fulfill this role, and they have several pages of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also blog articles. My blessings to you. Signed, the Reverend Dr. Edward Villiun, who is our spiritual leader of Centers for Spiritual Living. There is a spiritual way out of this chaos. So we must not only do our work in consciousness, but, as Dr. Villiun is saying, we must also examine our consciousness to see what is in us that is still fearful. And again, if we hate anyone, we make them the enemy. And they are not the enemy. They are a part of us. We are part of them. Let's acknowledge our oneness with each other. And again, if you're wondering what you've stumbled onto, hi, good evening. Broadcasting live here on Friday evenings. This is the Friday Evening Fireside Chat. Here on the New Thought Media Network, I am Pastor Michael Mangus. And after a few announcements, we will have. Washington, D.C., live and direct 
the Reverend Dr. Charlotte Manning. But before we do so, yours truly is parking himself at Summit Center for Spiritual Living here in Akron. For more information, please go to summitcsl.org. There you will find information about our wonderful Sunday gathering at 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific time. So grab your cup of coffee or tea or espresso, and please join us. Again, we have one of the best services I've ever seen in New Thought. And this Sunday, we will have a talk on what it does. That's taken from the introduction to the Science of Mind textbook by independent New Thought minister, Reverend Jonathan Miller, who will also be performing the music. Also, if you go on our Facebook page, which is the Summit Spiritual Center of Akron, you can see the last thing I did before I got ill, which was a virtual log burning, which came out very nice. And as my assistant Hannah and I figure out how to use StreamYard better, we will have more original programming coming from Summit CSL. I'm currently open for individual practitioner sessions, Sunday speaking ceremonies, and all kinds of good stuff. So again, Pastor Michael Mangus at gmail.com, you can get a hold of me. So many things on the New Thought Media Network, I'll tell you what, I have that many pages. <laughs> but lots of things coming up here. Uh, please sure to be with us tomorrow evening, January 16th at 10 a.m. Mountain as we will offer the first Laura and Jason uh, Cosmic Concert. Uh, Laura Topper is one of our wonderful hosts here on New Thought Media Network. So that's tomorrow. Also, uh, Reverend Melissa will be launching her new program, Living Life in Joy. And that will also be airing live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Mountain. We have lots of things happening during the week here at the New Thought Media Network. Again, Monday Morning Visioning, Cosmic Prayer with Laura Topper at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, Mystical Writers Hangout, New Thought for Today with Reverend Z and Reverend Robert. We have a wonderful midweek pick-me-up at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Also, I like calling it Joyzy. <laughs> Joycey Girl Wisdom with Reverend Dr. Michelle Wadley at 10 a.m. Ministers Talking Crap <laughs> podcast with Reverend Robert and also Reverend Z. On Fridays, we do have a collective meditation for peace, the Heart of Peace Meditation at 9 a.m. Mountain Fireside Chat here on the New Thought Media Network every Friday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain. The Camille Conti Show, which is on newthoughtmedia.org. Saturdays is really interesting because we have a group of practitioners and also ministers that are going through the Science of Mind textbook this year, and they'll be offering commentary on that. That's at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Again, please join us for that. And also, Feel the Flow rebroadcast at 10.30 a.m. with Terry Paul Choice. Lots of stuff. If you go to newthoughtmedia.org, again, you'll get more information. And all of this depends upon your loving support. As I said before, you know, we offer great gifts here. Let me show you my that I got in the mail this week. I got my mug this week for my donation. Isn't that nice? 
but you get an extra special donation, an extra special gift. And that is by you donating to this network, you affect not only people in this country, in the United States, but around the world. We have viewers of our program all over. And it's because of you, your loving donations here. And again, we have bills to pay. And we have a whole list of stuff that we need to get going on. But we ask for your help. Again, if any of the programs have touched your heart, please donate. If you go ahead and you go on New Thought Media Network, .org slash donate. You'll get a lot more information there. All right. So let me clear all my paperwork away as we now welcome from the great city of Washington, D.C., my friend and best-selling Amazon author and also life coach, teacher, and my personal friend for over 20 years. Here she is, the Reverend Dr. Charlotte Manning. 20 Hello, years. good evening. Hey, how are you? Oh, good. Hey, everybody, I've been 20 years. Wow. 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Well, been a long time. Ish, we have clocks and miles together, haven't <laughs> we, brother? <laughs> oh, we have. Well, let's let's talk about what happened here in our nation's <sighs> capital. Uh, we've all seen the news reports from January 6th. So what are you hearing? What are some of the reports that you are getting from your contacts and also from the street? Well, let me let me just say that you have you've covered, I mean, you have done some incredible reporting in terms of of getting the um the gist of, of what's been going on here. And you know, it is it's it's very interesting to me looking at it from this perspective and recognizing that there is an awakening happening. Okay. Um, and you know, you and I talked about, you know, giving birth, you know, when you're giving birth to a new consciousness, a new awareness. You know, the women out here can attest to this that are mothers. They understand that labor is bloody, it's painful, it it is, it's you just don't think you're ever gonna get through it until that new life comes forth. And I think I want to look at this from a little bit of a different perspective because my work is around forgiveness. And I have been in this industry for over 20 years. And one of the things I know for sure is we celebrate Dr. King's birthday. And you and I were talking a little bit about that previously. Dr. King would have been 92 years old today. And as I was preparing for our time together, I, I just went back and I looked at some of the the quotes that he used and, and some of them, you know, are really, really famous. And some of those, you know, the arc of moral of the moral universe, 
bends long, but it bends towards justice. That's one of the famous ones. But Dr. King also said, we, are, we may have come here in different boats, on different ships, but right now we're in the same boat. So we are going through a transformation of consciousness. And the Bible says, as you sow, so shall you reap. And this country was founded on the backs of, of indigenous people. Uh, slaves, we're the only race of people. Africans are the only race of people that came to this country against their will and with a job. Okay. The African-American or the Negro colored Afro African-American race of people. If you look at this, are genetically engineered people. They were created, they were a race of people created through rape. Okay, so when we start to think about the history of this country, one of the other things that Dr. King said was that a lie cannot live. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, it says in the 15th chapter of Genesis, it says that you will be a stranger in a land that is not your own for 400 years. It is written in the book of Genesis. So we are 402 years into a land that is not our own. So, so going through this transformation. So, so you see this as a part of a, a, what we are seeing right now as part of a, a transformational evolution that's happening uh, here. It's a healing. It's All a right. healing. And it's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so, um, so you were involved in the Black Lives Matter March this summer. Talk to us about the, the difference in security and also the security <laughs> on January 6th. Well, we had a really big march uh, on Washington this summer. And um, prior to even the Black Lives Matter contingent around, and these were, these were young people, these were black people, these were people of color, these were white people. I mean, this was, I mean, it was the sea of humanity that we saw that come to this, this, uh, the nation's capital on um, Black Lives Matter Plaza. And we saw National Guardsmen lined up on the link, the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. The Lincoln Memorial where Dr. King gave his famous I Have a Dream speech. We saw weaponized National Guardsmen standing on that statue, on that memorial, keeping people at bay so that they were unable to. Now, there was a lot of stuff that went on with the Black Lives Matter. There was there were some some you know bad things in terms of looting, in terms of setting things on fire, you know, some some fights and things that broke up, but but nothing like we saw the other day. And trust me, the number of people that were arrested in this circumstance far exceeded what is going on in the nation's capital right now. And that's one yeah and that, yeah and that's one of the reasons why I've said to individuals that if you 
don't believe or even think that there's such a thing as white privilege. You need to take a look at the difference between the Black, Life La uh, Black Lives Matter march and also what happened on the 6th. Again, this I, the reason I call this out is because that we need to end all of this stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We need that. We, 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 we need to, again, to, again, like you were talking about, about the 400-year period. This is the time to heal that. And I agree with you. But you cannot heal something that is not exposed. So, you know, when you saw a white privileged police officer with his knee on the neck of a black man for eight minutes and 46 seconds, and you saw the police officer day before on January the 6th with a white man's knee on him, beating him with the American flag, a police officer who literally had to beg for his life. Now, you can't turn away from that. You can't say that this is a different circumstance or a different situation. And a lot of people are, you know, it's like when you are, when you, when you are sympathizing or empathizing with someone, you say, you know, everything's going to be okay. And you say that because that's your easy way out. You don't have to confront the reality of anything when you kind of ease your way out of it. So people will say, you know, I really don't think that there's racism in this country because mm -hmm. they haven't experienced that. But when I can tell you that as a young person growing up right here in Alexandria, Virginia, with colored in white bathrooms, and I was called nigger so much that I thought it was my middle name, that... I mean, you go through this process is when you say, are you really serious about this? However, I can't bring that to the attention of a privileged white person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, that has to be exposed. And that's right. the gift that COVID has given us. COVID has given us the opportunity to be locked down and locked in so that we bear witness to this. And as you said, you started out saying, you're not the kind of person that watches the news all day, every day. But when something happens and draws your attention in there, as Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you got to do better. You can't turn your back on it when you, when you know better. And Dr. King said, Dr. King had another saying that says, the ultimate tragedy is not the oppression and cruelty by the oppressor or the bad people. It's the silence of the good people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the, the silence also of the, of the white community and who did join Dr. King in the streets. Mm -hmm. However, I think that we have come to another point in evolution where we, oh, yeah. need, where we need to all mm -hmm. stick up for, for everyone. Yeah. yeah. You know, for all lives to matter, black lives have to matter. Mm -hmm. So I, I got a ton of questions and we're running out of time here. I okay. wanted to get your opinion. So how, how do we heal this? Charlotte, uh, do do you think that the actions of the outgoing president will trigger a much bigger conflict? Well, I think that we we have to do some healing, and I think that just like COVID, it's going to get worse before it gets better. 
But if we are willing, and that just brings me to my little publication, my little commercial here. Sure, I wrote sure. a book face on the book. Face yeah. the book. You know, you have to face the book. Show the book. There you go. There, very good. Okay. Okay, and it's called Forgive, and it's seven steps to finding forgiveness and returning to love. And like anything, there's a process that goes with that. And I have another book that will become going to be writing a book a month on each one of these tenants over the next seven months. And the next book is on the F in forgive, which is about facing your fears. And a lot of this is a lot of stuff what's happening now is ignorance. And we don't read, we don't study, we don't meditate. We don't do any of those things. We just believe like Jim Jones. Remember Jim Jones got 900 people to go to Guyana and drink some Kool-Aid? Well, we got a lot of people that we have to go through that process with. But we have to become, as we are true students, Michael, we have to become the healing that we seek. We Absolutely. have to become, we got to become the love that we seek. So we don't, the only way you cast out darkness is you become the light. Amen. A couple more questions here. Mm -hmm. We're running out of time here. It says, so what is, I know that again, that you're tied into the NAACP. What has your information been about police reform and the restructuring about the, around the country since the Black Lives Matter march? And as I said before, the reason I bring this up was because that uh, we received news that there was a recent falling out between the Youngstown, Ohio mayor and also their now former police chief because he wanted to reform the police department to go ahead and to have more community policing, to have more um, mental uh, resources available uh, for uh, for the people of Youngstown. So what is, what is your um well, we have to come to the realization that you ain't going to make everybody happy all the time. Somebody's going to get ticked off about all of this. And some this is their way. And sometimes you got to get rid of the, the, the dead weight in order to bring forth. Now, we do know now, you know, everything that started out when this movement first began was defund the police. Nobody has any 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 desire to defund the police in terms of policing. However, we do understand that police officers are not therapists. They're, they, they react based on their circumstance and their orientation. So and their training. That's, that's what I mean, their orientation. So when you spend more time on, on how to, how to um, eliminate a situation by you know, eliminating the target rather than de-escalation. I mean, Dylan Roof, who killed nine people, got taken to Burger King for a burger before they took him to prison, to jail. You you just see that there's a different dynamic with how police officers treat people of privilege as opposed to those that they don't. So we need to get clearer a clearer understanding of how to interact. And if you don't live in the communities that you're servicing, you have absolutely no way of understanding the people that everybody's not a criminal. They may be poor, they may be black, they may be 
you know, you know, have only single mother, uh, single family homes or whatever. But that does not make them a thug or a gangster or a gang member. We have to become more compassionate with our thinking and how we go about and seeing the best in someone rather than, you know, focusing on what we believe is the worst about them. Absolutely. And that. So, Charlotte, how should we be praying now? I, you know, sometimes I find myself frustrated. So what what are some things that we should be uh, working on? Well, you know, I, I also believe that, you know, faith is an action word. Hope is a passive word. Hope is knowing that all things are going to work together for good. Faith is knowing that when you get there, everything that you need will be provided for you. And, and one of the things that I, I talk about in, in facing your fears is that if there's just one thread, one thread of hope, then, then we all know that we cannot continue to live like this. You know, we have to find some moral high ground. And we have to, that has to begin with conversation. And, and you can't be afraid, as I should, shared with you before. I have a very close friend of mine who was a, a Trump supporter in terms of the things that he represented around draining the swamp and all of this other kind of stuff, but, but not in the behavior that we saw on January the 6th. So I think of the 70 million people that supported him and 70 million, 70 plus million is a whole lot of people. All of those people, there were 15,000 people that they said that were on the Capitol steps the other day. That's not 70 million, okay? So yes, we have some riffraff that we're gonna have to deal with. And how we deal with that was, we pray for their humanity because God created them too. Whether we like it or not, God created them in the image and unto his likeness. So we have to see, just like that police officer said, he said, I could have pulled my weapon. I could have shot my way through this. They would have taken my weapon and they probably would have ended up shooting me. Or I could plead with their compassion. And he said to them, I have children. Wow. He said, I have children. And there were, I don't know if there were women. I don't know who it was. But all of a sudden, there was a surrounding. They surrounded him and protected him and helped him get up out of that, that circumstance and back to his partner. So we have to find the compassion. We talked about the woman in California who, who was being accosted by some of those and one of the bear hugged the, the redheaded guy bear hugged her to protect her from them because he saw that it was a circumstance they're compassionate people out there and we have to really we have to like you talked about wearing your mask you can't be angry at somebody that's not wearing their mask you just got to put the light of God around them, the love of God enfold them, the power of God protect them, the presence of God watching over. And that's how when I go for my walk in the morning, I'll be circling them with love. <laughs> because Reverend that's Dr. what we have to become, the love we seek. Reverend Dr. Charlotte Manning, we're out of time here. Um, <laughs> Already? 
already. We're going to have to have you back here. So uh, give them your contact information, please. If people um, you can you can go to my oh. website, which is drcharlettemanning.com. I am on Facebook. I do Facebook nuggets every morning between eight and nine o'clock in the morning. And, and that's Dr. Charlotte Stokes Manning on Facebook. I'm Dr. C.S. Manning on Instagram. I'm on all of the media things. Oh, yay! There I am. <laughs> and if you go to my website, we have a free gift for you called Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. And that's 21 Steps to Living the Life your best life now. You can go and get a free copy of that and join my community. How wonderful. Again, thank you, dear friend. I love you. You know you are the man. I love you too. Diego, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, and Diego's the man. Thank you, Diego, for doing yes. that. And uh, again, um, if you'd like more information about her, again, please go on her website. She's on all the Twitters and all the Facebooks. All of that. So again, thank you again, my dear friend, the Reverend. It's my pleasure. God bless you. God bless you. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. God bless. We have just a few minutes here. uh, Just, I think of just a minute. Uh, Again, remember uh, to please support us here on New Thought Media, uh, newthoughtntmedia.org. We'll give you a lot of information. We have lots of programming here. We're here to support you. We're here to love you. We will all make it through this. All right. It, like Charlotte says, it may get a little darker before it gets lighter. But again, we are in the process of change. We're in the process of shift. We're in the process of growth. That's what's happening. All right. So for all of us here, to all of you, this is Pastor Michael Mangus wishing you a wonderful week. Thanks for joining us this evening for Friday's Fireside Chat with Pastor Michael Mangus. Join us again next week at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain for more spiritual conversations for today. For more information and replays of past shows, please visit the New Thought Radio and Media Network's Facebook page. Until next week, may God bless you richly and abundantly.